All right, so Mike, what comes to mind if I say the peanut butter manifesto? <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. It kind of sounds like a manifesto that my wife and I might write after I mess up the kids' lunches one too many times. I, I, I don't know. What is it? Okay, that's that's quite possible. But um, I can assure you Hannah did not craft this. The, the peanut butter manifesto actually refers to the famous leaked memo from Brad Garlinghouse, a then Yahoo senior vice president, who penned this memo in response to Yahoo's continued struggles to gain, well, any sort of traction uh, back in 2006. Okay, now, and that's a name I'm definitely familiar with. Garlinghouse, he, he's now the CEO of Ripple, isn't he? Yes, yes, that's the same one. In 2006, he was an SVP at, at Yahoo trying to turn around that battered company and this memo that he writes, it, it outlines some key insights into some of the reasons that I think are pretty common within large organizations that struggle to stay competitive and in some cases actually fail. All right. Well, why is it called the Peanut Butter Manifesto? Yeah, it's a weird name, but um, here, you'll see right after we roll this intro. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito. First, a quick word from our sponsors. As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort-based trainings. 
We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us, go to gigantic.is, that's gigantic.is, and save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Okay, so the peanut butter manifesto starts off like this. Three and a half years ago, I enthusiastically joined Yahoo!, the magnitude of the opportunity was only matched by the magnitude of the assets. And an amazing team has been responsible for rebuilding Yahoo. It has been a profound experience. I am fortunate to have been a part of dramatic change for the company. And our successes speak for themselves. More users than ever, more engaging than ever, and more profitable than ever. I proudly bleed purple and yellow every day. And like so many people here, I love this company. Okay, good start. Yeah, and... Then, then he starts to get to the point of the memo. I believe we must embrace our problems and challenges and that we must take decisive action. We have the opportunity, in fact the invitation, to send a strong, clear and powerful message to our shareholders and Wall Street, to our advertisers and our partners, to our employees, both current and future, and to our users. They are all begging for a signal that we recognize and understand our problems, and that we are charting a course for fundamental change. Our current course and speed simply will not get us there. Short-term band-aids will not get us there. It's time for us to get back up and seize this invitation. I imagine there's much discussion amongst the company's senior most leadership around the challenges we face. At the risk of being redundant, I wanted to share my take on our current situation and offer a recommended path forward, and attempt to be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. He then begins to outline what he feels are the core company issues that are causing dysfunction internally. And the first lacking a focused, cohesive vision for our company. Now, that's a big one. Yeah, and this is where the peanut butter reference comes from. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, let's roll the tape. We want to do everything and be everything to everyone. We've known this for years, talk about it incessantly, but do nothing to fundamentally address it. We are scared to be left out. We are reactive instead of charting an unwavering course. We are separated into silos that far too frequently don't talk to each other. And when we do talk, it isn't to collaborate on a clearly focused strategy, but rather to argue and fight about ownership, strategies, and tactics. Our inclination and proclivity to repeatedly hire leaders from outside the company result in disparate visions of what winning looks like, rather than a leadership team rallying around a single cohesive strategy. I've heard our strategy described as spreading peanut butter across the myriad opportunities that continue to evolve in the online world. The result, a thin layer of investment spread across everything we do and thus we focus on nothing in particular. I hate peanut butter. We all should. Okay, that is brutal. Uh, we want to do everything and be everything to everyone. How many companies have you worked at that had constantly chased this? Yeah, or <laughs> this one. 
it isn't to collaborate on a clearly focused strategy, but rather to argue and fight about ownership strategies and tactics. Um, that one definitely hit home so many times. I've seen this mm. at organizations that lacked accountability. I don't know. It's like everyone's trying to dodge that metaphorical bullet just to survive. Yeah, it's a terrible cultural trait to exist within, right? Yeah, and, and the worst part is usually like no one gets fired. So like they're all avoiding the bullet, but no one's actually getting laid off. So this, this hypothetical situation that we're all trying to avoid, it, it ends up we just don't get any work done. And then, you know, when people actually do get fired? When? When the company fails, right? Uh, to the mm. point of needing to do layoffs because we haven't gotten any work done. Not speaking from personal experience, but um, I've been through it many times and it's always rough and, and often easily avoidable if we had moved at a faster pace, we focused on the external threats instead of the perceived internal threats and stopped avoiding responsibility. But, you know, oftentimes it's it's hard to step up to that challenge. Yeah. Well, tell you what, let's take a quick break here and we're going to come right back after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Yahoo Finance. Wouldn't it be great if you could see all of your investment and retirement accounts in one place? With Yahoo Finance, you can consolidate your views with multiple accounts into one hub and access the expert analysis you need to tend to your entire portfolio with confidence. Honestly, this has been a lifesaver for me. I've used Yahoo Finance to consolidate all of my various 401k and investment accounts so I can see everything all in one place. And it makes it incredibly easy to manage. So if you're struggling with that, check out Yahoo Finance. For over 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart a great investor. And that's how Yahoo Finance ensures that you have the insights to look at your wealth in its entirety. So go to yahoofinance.com that's yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. Okay, so before the break, we learned how the Peanut Butter Manifesto got its name. Uh, now it's time to dig into section number two, which is all about ownership and accountability and the lack of it at Yahoo at the time. Yeah, Yahoo was about 10,000 employees globally then, and there were often kind of duplications of roles and even projects and initiatives. Yahoo Music Engine versus Music Match, Flickr versus Photos, YMG Video versus Search Video, Delicious versus My Web. Sometimes competing against yourself internally can work. Reminds me of Seiko in the 1950s when Genzo Hattori, the founder's son, recognized that the existing company structure of having two duplicate factories was actually limiting their ability to innovate. In 1953, he decided to install different management groups in each factory and have them independently perform their research and development. What emerged was 
actually incredible innovation and several iconic watches that were developed because of the fierce competition between the groups. But that's not what's happening at Yahoo, unfortunately, right? These competing products, they're not pushing each other to be better. They're just stagnant. They're complacent. They're losing in the larger market. So in the memo, Garlinghouse lays out his strategy for what will fix their systemic problems. And I don't know, maybe this will be helpful to, to some of you stuck in similar situations. There are three pillars to my plan. One, focus the vision. Two, restore accountability and clarity of ownership. Three, execute a radical reorganization. So let's start with that first part. He goes on to say for point one, focus the vision. We need to boldly and definitively declare what we are and what we are not. We need to exit, maybe sell, non-core businesses and eliminate duplicative projects and businesses. I love this one. Honestly, it's hard to do at scale, but it's so necessary. Knowing what you are and what you aren't, it's essential to build focus as a company so everyone knows which direction to move in. Too often we get stuck supporting initiatives or features that make a little bit of money, but uh, they're a huge distraction and uh, we just get scared to sunset them. Okay, so on to his second point, restore accountability and clarity of ownership. The first sentence of this section, it's its a classic. Existing business owners must be held accountable for where we find ourselves today. Heads must roll. But again, incredibly hard to do in practice. Yeah, he's advocating for a GM structure for each of Yahoo's businesses. So there's a clear leader who's accountable for the performance. It's a great structure for organizations who are looking for that sole person whose job it is to maximize a business unit's performance. And it really works well um, when that unit is relatively siloed or collaboration can be mutually beneficial, but not essential. It must be very clear to everyone in the organization who is empowered to make a decision and ownership must be transparent. With that empowerment comes increased accountability. Leaders make decisions, the rest of the company supports those decisions, and the leaders ultimately live and die by the results of those decisions. Okay, we'll pick right back up after a quick word from our sponsors. So back to Garlinghouse's memo and its long-standing impact on the tech industry. He rounds out the memo with a call to restructure around GMs and trim the company's fat by 15 to 20%. He concludes the memo with, So let's get back up, catch the balls, and stop eating peanut butter. All right, so what can we take away from this memo? Well, first, I'd say the importance of focus. You know, Garlinghouse argued that Yahoo had become too spread out and needed to refocus its efforts on a few key areas where it could excel. This is a lesson that many companies can learn from as it's easy to get distracted by new opportunities and lose sight of what made a company successful in the first place. Yeah, secondly, the, the need for decisive action. Garlinghouse called for Yahoo to make some tough decisions and take action to change the company's direction. This is another important lesson as many companies can fall into a state of analysis paralysis or they avoid making tough decisions that yeah, they just need to be made. I'd also say the power of internal dissent. Uh, Garlinghouse's memo was a call to action, but it was also a clear expression of dissent from within the company. This type of internal criticism, it's often discouraged in corporate culture, but in this case, it helped to galvanize the company and push for change. I think an interesting one was also efficiency can be a liability. Like Garlinghouse compared uh, Yahoo's approach to spreading resources across a wide range of projects to spreading peanut butter too thinly. This, 
highlights the fact that a focus on efficiency can actually be a liability if it leads to a lack of focus and direction. Sometimes allocating more resources to one key area, that's actually what might be necessary to achieve greater overall success. Now, one counterpoint to the peanut butter manifesto is the argument that diversification can actually be a strength for companies, particularly in dynamic and competitive industries. While Garlinghouse's memo argued that Yahoo had become too spread out and lacked focus, proponents of diversification argue that a broad range of offerings can actually help companies weather shifts in the market and adapt to changing customer needs. For example, a company that offers a wide range of products or services may be able to leverage synergies across different business units and spread risk across multiple revenue streams. Additionally, a diversified company may be better positioned to innovate and respond to new opportunities that emerge in the market. Another point uh, would be that a focus on efficiency can be an important driver of innovation and growth. By optimizing processes and resources, companies can free up resources to invest in new products, services, and technologies. But in some cases, this may require a shift in strategy and a reduction in offerings in order to focus on a few key areas. But it can also be a path to long-term success. Overall, while the peanut butter manifesto highlights the dangers of becoming too spread out and losing focus, it's important to consider the potential benefits of diversification and the role that efficiency can play in driving innovation and growth. The best strategy for a company will depend on a variety of factors, including its industry, competitive landscape, and even the customer needs. Okay, to wrap up, let's fast forward to today. Um, not Yahoo this time, but Alphabet parent company of Google. A relatively high-level executive published a blog post outlining seemingly fatal issues within the company's current business plan and corporate culture. This might be Alphabet's version of a peanut butter manifesto. This memo comes from Praveen Seshadari, who founded and led the mobile app development service AppSheet until Alphabet bought the company in 2020. Seshadari says that as a senior software engineer for three years, leaving the company last month, hoping to find and lead another tech startup. In his blog post, Sashidari argues that the world-changing passion that used to drive Google forward has gone, morphing into a stagnant and kind of eerily traditional business. The almighty dollar runs the show, and dodging risk is everybody's top priority. No one wants to fight for great ideas or speak up for disappointed Google users because nothing is worth fighting for inside the internal culture. Yeah, that does sound eerily similar, right? I mean, one can only hope that Google's reminded of the peanut butter manifesto, I don't know, before it's too late, I guess. Yeah, well, that will wrap us up for this week. For Mike Belsito, I'm Michael Saka, and this is Rocketship.fm. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network. And if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com.